G'day, it's Sunday, I'm Scott Gibbons and this is On The Road. So if you're ready to be on the road, I'm ready to be on the road, let's get on the road together and we're going to learn all about caravans and motorhomes and maybe some camper trailers and tents and places to go and see. We're going to explore Australia together. This is going to be fun. If you're ready, fasten the seatbelt, we're on the road. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons, fabulous to be with you. Now, we're in spring now and summer's coming on and summer means, and including spring for that matter, bushfire season. Bushfire season. So once again, we've had lots of bushfires recently and, and it's important that we as travellers uh, look after ourselves and look after our country cousins and look after the bush in general. So the New South Wales Rural Fire Service has put out bushfire survival information specifically aimed at caravanners and campers. It warns people not to travel through remote or isolated areas on total fire ban days. That's clever. And it says that before travelling, grain nomads and others should check the fire danger ratings and the bushfire alerts on relevant websites or smartphone apps. Now, caravans have a smoke alarm, a fire extinguisher and a fire blanket. You should have that. You've got to have your smoke alarm, your fire extinguisher and your fire blanket. Your electrical and gas equipment should be secure and appropriately fitted in good working order and turned off while travelling. Turn off your gas while travelling because you've probably got an electric fridge anyway. So turn your gas off if you can. Uh, the weather conditions, you can check those at, at www dot bom dot gov dot au that's triple w dot bom which is bureau of meteorology but bom dot gov dot au you've got to work out how you can call for help have you got a survival kit already packed and including a working battery operated radio uh, protective clothing uh, woolen blankets water and when it comes to planning a campsite, it says travellers should look for good access and an escape route. So good access in and an escape route out. A flat site with a cleared area that's not on a hilltop. Nearby safe location to go to in case of fire. Avoid driving... Oh, this one's important. Avoid driving over long grass as, long, as, as hot exhaust pipes can ignite grass. Now, that's true. That's very, very true. So avoid driving over long grass because your exhaust pipe can actually start a fire. Very, very important. That's the heat from your exhaust pipe. If you, by golly, the exhaust pipes get so hot they can just start a fire. Uh, be familiar with the park's local evacuation plan and location of firefighting equipment and increase the safety while camping. New South Wales Rural Fire Service urges people don't cook or smoke in tents. Uh, and use electric or battery-operated lights only. So don't cook or smoke in tents, and where you can, just use electric or battery-operated lights. Caravans must be well-vented before using gas. Well, I mean, that's pretty sensible anyway. You're going you're gonna to do that, but, you know, sometimes you can get a cold night. You think, gee, I'll just plug everything up. No, 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 you've got to have the ventilation. And on total fire band days, you must not use a portable barbecue. So total fire band days, you must not use a portable barbecue. Stoves can be used, can be used inside your caravan. So stoves inside can be used, but portable barbecues outside on a total fire band day, no. And turn off your, your lanterns and your extinguish fires and candles before going to bed. So important, prepare. You, you've got to have, make sure that you've got all your decisions in place. So how to get in and how to get out. 
And the higher the fire danger rating, the more dangerous the conditions, and you've just got to survive. That's the important part. So fire can come along without warning. So it's all about looking after you, looking after the bush, looking after our country cousins, being very, very clever. So just so that you know that we're talking about fire, let's have a little bit of Johnny Farnham with Burn For You. Johnny Farnham, Burn For You. This came off his uh, Chain Reaction album. Uh, great album, great album. So you enjoy that, and we'll be back with you in just a little minute. Got myself into some trouble tonight Guess I'm just feeling blue It's been so long since I've seen your face This distance between me and you That voice you show me is not the one that I know I must be strung out on what I do Don't hang up again there's nothing else I know how to do But I burn for you What am I gonna do? Burn for you I guess it feels like you're always alone and I feel that way too It's so hard to explain to you Please understand what I do I burn for you What am I gonna do? trouble to a bar tonight for another point of view but there's nothing new I'm missing you I burn for you what am I going What am 
G'day, it's Scott Gibbons, and we're on the road, and we are on the road. Right now, I'm sitting in Canoundra in New South Wales, and it's been a fabulous trip, but I've got to tell you a couple of things, just a couple of little hints. One is that all of us, all of us should, get your vehicle serviced, or your van serviced, your trailer serviced, whatever it be, before you go on a trip. Now, uh, Jimmy's with me, and Jimmy had new shock absorbers and suspension all done before he came away. The vehicle serviced, everything done. And then we heard a squeak. Now, it was an annoying squeak, uh, and, and it was coming, we think, from the suspension. So we had a look, and we couldn't find any evidence of where it was coming from, but it was annoying, really, really annoying. So the thought was, let's call out the NRMA, and get them to check it. So the NRMA come out. Now, here's the other thing. You've got to have, if you're towing something, and depending upon the weight of what you're towing, then have NRMA premium. Very important. Very, very, very important. Check it out. Check out what sort of coverage you've got with the NRMA. So you've got your road service for your vehicle. <coughs> Pardon me. And then you've got to have road service depending upon the weight of what you're towing. So NRMA premium. So anyway, the man comes out. Fabulous fella. Uh, couldn't find the squeak straight away, did a little bit more investigations, and then he took out the battery, took out the battery tray, and there it was. One of the new shock absorbers was not fitted exactly correctly. So um, it, it, it had moved, the cap had moved, so it was squeaking. And what Jimmy was concerned about, this is the important part, you're towing two and a half tonne of something behind your vehicle, and he thought if his suspension goes... He's going to get mowed down by the two and a half ton that he's towing. So very, very astute of Jim to check this out. The NRMA man was pretty impressed that he did that. So Jimmy's, this is the other part of the story. You've got to have, I would suggest to you, try and build up some loyalty with whoever does your servicing. So Jimmy's been with this particular mob for about five years and they know him. And he's introduced other family members, so they know them. And then he's introduced some friends to them because he's always been really, really happy with the way that they've serviced his vehicle. So he's rung them up and said, listen, there's this squeak here. And they said, well, over the phone, we can't handle the squeak. We don't know what it would be. Uh, however, you know, let us know. So the NRMA man's come out, found out what it was. Jimmy's then rung them back and said, here's what it is. Now, because of loyalty and because Jimmy's away... His serviceman says, Jim, you take it to any dealer you want, you get the job fixed, and I'll pay the bill. Now, that's loyalty. That's important. So what I'm suggesting is some of us just shop around for the cheapest service that we can get, and you don't build up any loyalty. You don't build up any anybody that knows you. And this is, this is where it all came in. The fellow said, Jim, you just take it anywhere you want. You get it fixed. I'll pay the bill. And Jim said, well, no, that's okay, because we'll be back in a few days' time anyway. And the fellow said, well, that's terrific. You just bring it in. We'll be ready and waiting for you. But that's what loyalty does. Now, the other part of the story is that on my van, I had an enormous bunch of squeaking going on. I just had the van serviced before I left. I had it serviced in June. So we're now in early October, and I hadn't used the van really between June and October. So this was the first trip, but there was a lot of squeaking and, and noise coming out of it. So uh, again, I couldn't find where it was coming from. I got the NRMA out to have a look. Uh, sorry, that's not true. I took it into the NRMA to have a look, but saved them a, a call, so I've driven in. The man's come out, had a look at it, hoisted it up on, uh, on a jack, pulled off 
what was the suspected wheel because I went around and checked the wheels and three were cool and one was warm. He's pulled that out and one of the, one of the magnetic brakes was mucking up a bit. So he's then fixed that. I've rung the man who's done the service on my vehicle uh, and he's, he told us exactly what to do to fix it because the NRMA man was not a, a caravan mechanic, but he's told us exactly what to do. We've done that. That's all sorted. And the end of the story is that the next day I get a phone call from the man who serviced my caravan to say, Scott, how's it going? Is it sorted? And bring it in when you get back. So again, loyalty, very, very important. So that's the sort of thing you've got to do is if you can build up a relationship with people where they know you, they know your vehicle, it's going to make all the difference in the world. So I think we'll have a little bit of a song. We might have a bit of Johnny Farnham and help because I reckon both of us needed a bit of help. You might need a bit of help when you're on the road. But importantly, the NRMA are just sensational. Yes, you pay your money. Yes, you might not need them. But I'm telling you, when you need them, they are there. They're really, really good people. And both the people that serviced Jimmy's vehicle and my vehicle while we've been away or, or didn't service it but, but attended to them were just terrific. So NRMA, Premium Care is the one I'd suggest to you if you're towing. So let's go to Johnny Farnham and help. you 
G'day, it's Scott again, and you're at 89.9. Now, here what we have, we're at Kedoblin. And at Kedoblin, I'm walking through the caravan park, and I've just met Graham. And Graham's got a brand new invention. It's called the Safety Step. Now, it's load tested to 200 kilograms. Now, you might say, what is a Safety Step? Well, your conventional step when you're coming out of your caravan generally is around about 140, 150 on the tread. And Graham, this tread here is how many? About 230. About 2.30. So what that means is that when you're coming out of your caravan, instead of having that little landing, you've now got a remarkably larger landing. Now, Graham, this goes on and off, doesn't it? Yes, you don't travel with it on. You just slide it on. You put it on with one hand, and it lo locates on the slide-out step. When you finish to pack up, you just lift it out. Now, it's made out of metal, but what does it weigh? 1.7 kilos, and it's 3 mil aluminium tread. 1.7k so that's light enough for any lady i would suggest to be able to put that on themselves and maybe you can do it single-handedly all right all the time i do it single-handed all the time okay now how do people get on to one of these can they see one on a website at all is there a picture the of them that they the can moment, see no i don't have a web page but i do have an email address and you and can send them can photos. All, all right. So let me give you, you get your pencil handy, get your borrow handy, get your little bit of paper handy, and I'm going to tell you all about this. It's called the safety step. And as I say, it's load tested to 200 kilograms. And you go to, you can either give Graham a ring, give him a ring on 0412-582-795. So that's 0412-582-795. Or you can email Graham. Now it's G R A E M. E-A-L-52. So I'll give that to you again. G-R-A-E-M-E-A-L-52 at gmail.com. I'll give it again. G-R-A-E-M-E-A-L-52 at gmail.com. So if you send Graham an email, he'll then flick you some photos and, and maybe... I might even try and see if we can do a little video so that you can use that. Or Graham can do a little video and he can send that to you from his iPhone or his smartphone, whatever it be. But have a look at this because as a safety thing, as we all get older, we want that bigger step. And I reckon this is going to be something that a lot of you are going to be interested in. So you give Graham a call and just give him a ring again on 0412-582-795. It's called the safety step. And all it does is it fits straight over your existing step of your caravan. So your existing step, now there's four different models, 
So if you tell Graham what model step you've got or what caravan you've got, he'll try and just match the exact one up and ship it straight out to you. And he's just been on the road a little time and he's already, already sold a heap of them. So it's something that there's demand for. You don't know about it yet. That's the whole idea of being on the road with Scott Gibbons is we find the things that you don't know about. This is a beauty. So I'll just say, Graham, do you have a favourite song, an Aussie song that you like? An Aussie song? An Aussie song. Oh, not really. All right, what about your wife? Your wife must have a favourite Aussie song. Yes, you do. Come on. Who's your favourite singer? Who is it? Johnny Farnham. John Farnham. John yeah, Farnham. John How Farnham. did I know that? And which one is your favourite song of John's? You're the, voice. you're the voice. There you of go. Course. You're the voice, John Farnham. And all you've got to do is get onto the safety step. 0412582795. This is Scott Gibbons. We're on the road. You enjoy John Farnham. We'll be back in a little while. Good evening. Here is the news.
Okay, that was Johnny Farnham. You're the voice. He is so good. Now, on this trip that I'm currently on, and we're called On the Road with Scott Gibbons, and Scott Gibbons is on the road. So last night, I stayed at Molong. Now, Molong's just out of Orange, so you come up from Sydney, come up through Katoomba, go out to Bathurst, through Orange, kick a right, and go out to Molong. Molong's a very, very pretty spot. So we're just trying to put some money back into our country cousins, and, and from Molong, you might say, gee, what, what is there? Well, gee, you've got You've got a Cop and Co area there. You've got a fabulous main street, terrific pubs, really, really nice people. But as you head out, there's some wonderful, wonderful, I'll call them sculpting artworks, if you will. It's called Animals on Bikes. Uh, and it is just terrific. It's called Animals on Bikes. Now, it runs between Dubbo and Molong. And these are the most incredible things. So you might find this amazing big turtle on a bike, you might find an eagle on a bike, you might find ah, giraffes, uh, big dogs, lady beetles, whatever. And as you drive along, these things are immense, brilliantly sculpted, all welded, all done. So it's called Animals on Bikes. So if you want something to do and you want to show the kids something terrific on the way through to Dubbo Zoo, then come the other way and come through to Molong and then head out through Cumnock. Come knocks C U M for Mary, N for November, O C K, C U M N O C K. So even from uh, from Molong through to Come Knock, you'll find some amazing animals on bikes. So if you want to have a look at some of these, there's a website. It's animalsonbikes.com.au. Animalsonbikes.com.au, and you will find some amazingly clever clever artwork. So I would suggest have a look at the website, but then when you get some time coming out and see it because it, it is fabulous. So we left uh, Molong this morning and we've come to Condoblin. Condoblin's not that far away, about 100k from Parks. So you go through Parks. Parks was lovely, always is. And if you haven't done the dish, then you've got to do the dish. You've got to do the dish. Now the dish is not only amazing, but if you haven't seen the movie, the Australian movie called The Dish, Likely you have, but if you haven't, you've got to see it. If you have, you'll want to watch it again because it's so good. And I think we're the 50th anniversary of Man on the Moon. And the dish was the first part of the world to get the knowledge and the, and the reception, the transmission from the Men on the Moon. So quite a famous thing to do there. So then we've head through to Condoblin. We're staying at uh, uh, the Riverside Caravan Park. Lovely, lovely people. Lovely people, Natalie and Owen, they're part-time managers, they float around to different caravan parks, they've, I think this is the fourth one that they've helped manage, the, the owners here, or the people who manage it, they've gone on holiday, and from there these people come in, Natalie and Owen, and they're running a great park, so there's a little river running through, you've got the river, you've got lovely facilities, the, the amenities block is just clean, clean, clean. And it's a, a lovely town. So tomorrow, I, I think we'll go into Condoblin. Uh, we'll play some golf. And then we'll stay another night here. And then we'll hit the road again. So when we say you're on the road with Scott Gibbons, you are on the road with Scott Gibbons. And I reckon, I reckon we'll have a little bit of Old Man Emu. Because I was listening to that today as I came through with John Williamson. And we were driving down. I was listening to that. And I was singing along. It's one of those songs. I know we've played it before. I know. But you can't help but sing along to it. I'm Ian Emu, John Williamson. You enjoy that. Good on you.
Let me tell you of an interview with an old man he knew. He's got a beak and feathers and things, but the poor old fella ain't got no wings. I'm too jealous of the wedge-tailed eagle and battle it da 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 While the eagle's flying round and round to keep it two feet firmly on the ground. Now I can't fly, but I'm telling you, I can run the pants of a kangaroo, but I do. For the 50 cents, some bottle it's da da da. The designer should have had more sense. Um, bottle it's da da da. If you take a look, it'll prove to you. <laughs> I ran the pants of that kangaroo, but I do. Take a look, it'll prove to you. He ran the pants of the kangaroo. Like a cockatoo, um, battle it da da da. Swoop and toss like an albatross, um, battle it da da da. You silly gala, I'm better by far than a white cockatoo or a budgerigar. They squeak and squawk and try to talk. Why, me and them's like cheese and chalk. But I do. He can't fly, but I'm telling you, we can run the pads of a kangaroo. Last time I saw old man, he knew him, battle it's da da da. He was chasing a female, he knew him, battle it's da da da. As he shot fast, I heard him say, She can't fly, but I'm telling you, she could run the pants of a kangaroo, but I do. She can't fly, but I'm telling you, she could run the pants of a kangaroo. There is a moral to this ditty, um, battle it, da da da. Thrush can sing, but he ain't pretty, um, battle it, da da da. Duck can swim, but he can't sing, nor can the eagle on the wing. Eve, you can't fly, but I'm telling you, he can run the pants of a kangaroo. Well, the cookaburra laughed and he said, It's true, um, battle it, da da da. Alrighty, so it's time to hit the road because our show is on the road. But however, a lot of grain nomads, a lot of people who are doing touring are going between the Northern Territory and Western Australia and they'll travel along what's termed the Victoria Highway. Nothing to do with Victoria, it's just called the Victoria Highway and that's between the Northern Territory and Western Australia. And that means you'll pass through a small town of Timber Creek. And I was reading this in the, in the uh, Grain Nomad Times. And when you go through Timber Creek, you can stay there. You can stay there. And and it's got beautiful deep valleys and gorges and you can even throw in a fishing line if you want to. Now, importantly, what they found out is, this is through research, that caravanners and motorhomers bring in a lot of money to the community. So what they've found is that if you go to a bush area and there's nothing there, then you're just going to stay. But now there's a caravan park that's going to give three free nights, three free nights, including power. So three free nights, including power. And this is as you come towards the end of the season. And the way it works is the Wirrib store and the tourist park just out of Timber Creek is going to offer those three nights. No charge, no charge. So you get the camping free, you get the power free, it's all done. 
and there's no hidden catches. But all they suggest is that in exchange that the people who stay there buy their supplies and the fuel from the store, that's good. You can get some terrific coffee, you can get some freshly baked bread, and you can just treat yourself from the on-site bakery. Now, here's the good part. The park reports that travellers are really shocked to find that it's free, but because it's free, they do contribute to the local economy there. That's important. So the Grain Nomads are helping the local business, which is owned by local Indigenous group. It's the, the Gunnamoo Aboriginal Corporation. So if you stay at the park and you shop in the store, you generate money. That helps create a pathway for the future generations, provides employment for local Aboriginal people. The park, this is the, the best part, the park offers clean amenities. You've got the store, you've got the bakery, you've got some takeaway dining, you've got a fully equipped camp kitchen, there's large grassy sites and there's a laundry, so it makes sense. So the important part is that they're going to do it again at the very start of the season. What they say is that most people come to the region in the dry because of the mild weather, but the country shows its real true beauty during the wet. So there's something for you. That's three free nights with power. And all you're going to do is go to Timber Creek, and that's somewhere between the Northern Territory and Western Australia. So that's terrific. So if you're going to get on the road, you might as well get on the road or along the road to Gundagai. Why don't we listen to On the Road with Gundagai? That was written by Jack O'Hagan back in 1922. It was first recorded by Peter Dawson in 1924. And in 2001, APRA, which is the, the Australian Performing Rights Association, they named Along the Road to Gundagai as one of the 30 all-time Australian songs. So one of the 30... Australian songs of all time along the road to Gundagai. Let's listen to that now. You'll enjoy it. Winding back to an old-fashioned shack Along the road to Gundigai Where the gum trees are growing And the murrumbidgee's flowing Beneath the sunny sky There's my mother and daddy Awaiting for me And the pals of my childhood Once more I will see And no more will I roam Cause I'm a-heading right for a home Along the road to Here we go. 
Hey, it's Scott Gibbons here. It's 89.9 FM. Gee, it's good to have, uh, have you with us on a Sunday. And, I, and we've really got to say thank you to everybody who's giving us so much positive comment about the show. We really do appreciate it. And we try and bring you things that maybe you don't know about. One of those things is, you know, when you're packing to go away on a trip and you're thinking, gee, what should I take? What shouldn't I take? How heavy is this going to be? Am I going to use it? How much space will it take up? Well, one of the things that they talk about, maybe, this is in the Grand Nomad Times, maybe that's coming out, it's not here yet, but maybe it's coming out, is a new device which uses your mobile phone app as the brains of the detecting operation for your metal detector. So the designers of the air metal detector claim that it means it can be lighter, it can be cheaper, and it can be more packable than traditional machines. So that's a good idea. But will you get rich out of it? Well, the thing is that it's a lot of fun. Going metal detecting can be a lot of fun. But this, with the app, is not only lighter, but it can pick up small metal objects located basically up to about 30 centimetres underground. So that's about a foot. Or if it's a big piece, about a metre point two. That's excellent. Now, when something potentially interesting is located, the device transmits the good news via a Bluetooth signal to the user's Apple or Android smartphone, which is mounted on the detector's handle. So the app on the phone then shows the user the type of metal that's there and its depth under the soil, or even if it's red dust. And the app can be set to ignore certain metals or sizes of objects. And the GPS coordinates of the unearthed items can be recorded on the app for future reference. So this is just terrific. Now, it's going to weigh in very, very light. It'll be about 900 grams. It can be folded for easy storage, so you can make the space to put this in. It's got a 900 uh, milliamp lithium battery, which is said to be good for about 12 hours use per charge. So that's good. You don't have to keep on coming back to the van to recharge. That's excellent. So while you're doing happy hour, you can charge it up again. It's currently the subject of a crowdfunding campaign. So it's not in production yet, but it's maybe, maybe will be going into production. And if it does, probably come in around about $700. I think that's going to be a terrific idea. So if you're looking for something down under, why don't we have a little bit of music down under from Men at Work. Men at Work, down under, you enjoy that, and then we'll be right back with you. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. This is On The Road. We're with you every Sunday between 1 and 2. You enjoy down under Men at Work. Trailhead full of zombies I met a strange lady She made me nervous She took me in and gave me breakfast And she said Do you come from a land down under A women go and men wonder Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder You better run, you better take cover Sandwich, and he said, 
G'day, it's Scott Gibbons here. You're on the road. We're in Canoundra, Canoundra, New South Wales, which is just a fabulous place. And we're parked tonight at the showground. Now, the showground, you can park here for $20 a night. And if you're lucky enough, you'll get to meet the man that comes around to collect the $20. His name's Adrian. And Adrian's been here since about 1976, did you say? Sure. About 1976. Now, he came from the south coast of New South Wales, came from Nowra. And he's up here, and he just loves the place. Now, if anybody knows anything about Canandra, it's Adrian. And I'm going to put you on Adrian now. He's going to tell you all the good things to do up here. What, what do we do in Canandra, Adrian? Well, one of the main items is the um, museum, Fish Fossil Museum, and the Tourist Information Centre. A Fish Fossil, fossil museum. museum. So yeah. tell us what a Fish Fossil Museum is. Well, the fossils were found by a local grader driver probably 15 years ago on the side of the road. The fossils are rated at 360,000 years old and they're presented and all that down at the museum. Uh, there's also uh, the Tourist Information Centre there as well. We're around Canoundra, we have hot air balloons air travelling as well uh, in the area. There's uh, flights, uh, there is also um, the Old Timers Museum which is not far from the Fish Fossil Museum. They're up the Bendy, Bendy Street of Canoundra is the uh, few arts places for different artists to uh, present their uh, pictures and everything else in the town. Uh, apart from that, Canoundra's a bloody good place. Yeah, now I, I just read where the, the golf course has got a, a terrific golf course. It's got nine holes, but it's got... 18 lots of tea, so you can do that, and they reckon they've got a terrific Chinese restaurant there. The China, Chinese restaurant would be one to kill for, nearly. It is, uh, they originated out of Sydney, set up here about five or six years ago. The, Ming does all his cooking from scratch. He prepares all his own meals there in the place from scratch, and you might wait a little while, but it's worth waiting for. Now, we're at the showground. What happens here at the showground? Because it looks like a racetrack out there and it looks like there's some horse facilities out there. You tell us. Yeah, well, you missed the show by two days, three days, I should say, with the local Canounder show. They have, um, here's sort of thing, a yearly event. They have everything you name. There's a uh, quick shears, shearing competition. There's uh, lamb, fat lamb prizes. Uh, all the, um, the sheep were judged, the marina sheep were judged as well in the town. There's... Uh, it's also, they had wood chops, uh, they had tractor pulls, they had pull weights with all different sorts of tractors, and in the ring was all the ring, horse ring events out in the ring, show jumping, flat, flat riding as well. Uh, in the far end of the showground, during the year, they run uh, Team Penning, which is four, four shows a year. Up there, Team Penning, the family event, with the, they learned to pen cattle and that up in you know, in numbers and that, so that's another thing. Uh, the top of our grandstand, uh, there's a young lady in town runs uh, dance classes with the kids there, junior kids dancing. There's also, below the grandstand, there's our squash courts, where the locals play squash, competition squash there as well, so... Uh, it's all very good, and at the far end is our golf club. Now, the town, the town seems to have some amazing places. I saw an artisan chocolate place there today when I drove through. Yes, that is right. They've moved to town here about three years ago, and, that, and they sell all different types of chocolates and uh, artefacts as well. So, yeah, it's, it's a good little spot. 
there's um yes uh, there's a services club down the main street of town we also run a bowling, bowling club in town as well uh and that and quite a couple of general stores food works and iga as well in town so right so, so people coming through canoundra uh, because we're at the showground now and, and it's twenty dollars nine as i said but the facilities are pretty good Yes, uh, we just had a new block of toilets put in, sort of thing, showers and toilets put in on the showground, and we just put in for a a grant. Hopefully, that we're going to supply another lot of toilets and showers, and rebuild the old original showers and toilets in the showground. That's fabulous. So, where's Canoundra near? Like, if you've you've come to Canoundra, you're enjoying everything about it. You're having a game of golf. You've come to the showground. You've gone through the main street. You've spent some money at the shops there. So what's around us? Where can we go to from here? Right. Canoundra is centred in the central west, based uh, approximately 100 kilometres from Bathurst west. Uh, Orange is 60-odd kilometres away, and you cut back further west to Parks, which is 70 kilometres away. Then you do a circle back around to Forbes, which is another 75k, and right around to Grenfell, which is due west, south-west, with uh, a best best part of 75k away as well and back around to Kara, which is only 30 kilometres away with the Japanese gardens and a few other things over there to look at and a little further back heading back towards east you go to Blaney and head back from Blaney then if you want to and you go straight back to Sydney which is about two hour two and a half hours away that's it we're only two and a half hours from Sydney here in Canoundra you're approximately uh, three and a half hours from Penrith Unbelievable. Now that's terrific because we came up uh, on our trip and we've gone to Molong and then we've come back to to uh, Forbes and, and we've seen some amazing places. But I'm telling you, Canoundra, it's just pretty and it's not that far from Sydney. So if it's three and a half hours from Penrith, that's just amazing. So if people want to come up here, what's the best seasons? No, the best season is really... Uh, springtime from September on there, but once you get into December, January, it starts to warm up quite well, and back into the autumn through the winter. gets a little cooler in the winter time, but uh, virtually all year round, it's you know, it's known as a pretty pretty good place to be. Now, I would reckon if you come up here, and you're going to love Canoundra, but if you come up here, you've got to say good day to Adrian. And Adrian's a pretty easy bloke to see. He's got the best moustache. I reckon if there's a moustache contest... In Australia, he's going to win it. But the other thing is that, Adrian, we're sitting here in one of his four-wheel drives, but you've got other four-wheel drives and you've got a caravan, so you know all about travelling and touring a great nation. So what's some of the places you've been to that you reckon are good? Yeah, one of the better places. We went up through in, right up through the centre of Queensland, back out across to the Atherton Tablelands, every, you know, very good area all up through there, back across through to... Mount Isa, then down through to uh, Booyah, down through Baduri, out through to Birdsville. Uh, another trip, then back from Birdsville, back through, right straight through to um, Kalamala, then then been down through to Burke, then back home. That was that was one of our trips. That's a good trip. And then you were telling me you've been to Western Australia. Yeah, last year we went to Western Australia, done twenty odd thousand kilometres. Up through from here through to Burke, through to Quilpie, cross through to Baduri, up to Booyah, to Camelwell on the on the uh, Billabong, 
And we went and we they had uh, a fundraising for the Flying Doctor at uh, Burnett Downs, which is 150 kilometres from Barclay Homestead on on one of the properties there. And we stayed there and they had rodeo, camp drafting, fashion parades and and races, two lots of races set up there for the week. So it was a good place to stay, up to Cape Crawford, back across to Catherine. Then we went across the top, then down the west coast and back home again. Unbelievable. Now, Adrian just mentioned the Flying Doctor. If there's a charity that you want to support, then the Flying Doctor has got to be right up there on your list because they are so good. If you're touring Australia, the Flying Doctor not only looks after the people in the bush, but they might even get to look after you if you have a problem. So look after the Flying Doctor. You donate to them. They are good, good, good people, and they're all over the place. And when there's a problem, the Flying Doctor are the first people there. They are outstanding. So, Adrian, I didn't ask you this before, but do you have a favourite Australian song? Australian song? Yeah, Australian song. Mm. I like to finish with an Aussie song. I like to do something where... Do you have a favourite artist? And we'll just pick an artist. A Shake of a Hand by Adam Harvey. A Shake of the Hand by Adam Harvey. This is from Adrian. Adrian, all the way in Canadra. A Shake of the Hand by Adam Harvey. You listen to that. You enjoy it. And if you're coming up to Canadra, you say good day to Adrian. He's just terrific. And we'll be back after that song. Good on you. Day granddad came by the office Amazed at all the papers that I signed I told him that's how we do business Just a product of these modern times He shook his head and said I don't understand how all these are done. It just don't make no sense to me to deal with people you don't see. We did it so much differently when I was young. When the shake of a hand was all you really needed, the strength of a man was in his word. And you could look him in the eye And know just where you stand And men were made on the shake of a hand Well, I put my pen down and closed up early We drank beer and talked the times he'd had Reminisced when he proposed to Nana And how he got permission from her dad He smiled and said I won't forget The hardest hand I ever had to shake I told him I'd take care of her And through the years I've kept my word Son, we said just what we meant back in those days When the shake of a hand was all he really needed The strength of a man was in his word And you could look him in the eye and know just where you stand Men will 
made on the shake of a hand G'day, it's Scott. I promised you that I'd find you some great products. Now this one, I can't imagine finding you a better product. It's an Aussie product. It's called Bog Out. B-O-G-O-U-T. It's Australian owned, Australian made, and it's manufactured in Queensland. And they've won so many innovation awards with this. So many innovation awards. And what it does is it turns your, your bogged wheels into a winch. Your bogged wheels into a winch. It's so simple. You just tie it on, find an anchor point and drive out. So if you want to, go to their site, which is bogout.com, bogout.com, and go to their YouTube channel. They've got some videos on their site. You will see how simple it is. You can buy it straight away. They ship it down to you. Their shipping system is so good. I know because I've, when I bought mine, I had them shipped down. I've put them onto so many mates of mine. They are that good. Bogout dot com winch in a bag turns your wheels into a winch bogout.com don't miss out on it thanks so much for listening into on the road hope you've enjoyed the show if you have then listen in again next sunday between one and two and tell your friends to listen in and the sponsors you look after our sponsors because those sponsors are the ones that bring you the show i'm scott gibbons i'll see you next week between one and two 89.9 hawkesbury gold the best in the west between one and two Every Sunday. We'll see you next week on the road. Mm-hmm.